catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. It's Friday morning, mankind. Good vibes only. Don't frown. Let the monster see you smile. Welcome to Tony Sex Side. I'm here every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday on Africa Tech Radio's live stream on the website. We'll learn a tech word today. We're not digging deep into the rubbles of history because I want you to concentrate on the fact that we're celebrating females, women. So dig deep into your minds, into your thoughts on how to celebrate women, empower women around you, whether you're a woman or not. Yeah, let's just put around with the W word. And also, I'll be sharing some of the juiciest, most important tech stories in fact in Africa and about Africa to keep you informed. I do that every day. That's 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 basically why I'm here. You can share your stories with me, share your thoughts with me and share your thoughts and stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp. Text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Do add plus 234 if you're texting from outside nigeria whenever and wherever you listen from this whole week is dedicated to the women folk it's also a month to celebrate the social economic cultural and political achievements of women it's a full month dedicated to the women folk and we're also calling for action to accelerate women's equality it's been a hell of a week right i can say that actually and I'm really pleased that I achieved the things that I set out to achieve. Oh, we're not done with the week yet, right? But then most of the things I plan to achieve, I achieved them. And I'm sure it's like inspiration to just go out and achieve the things that I'm yet to achieve. And to all those who have contributed in one way or another um, to the success of Africa Tech Radio from the webinar we had you can go to the reports part and researches part of Africa Tech Radio's website and check out that report. It's live. And then for all our discussions on the IWD, including the Twitter space, you can listen back. If you miss any of these, just go to the website and search for IWD and you find all the content on IWD from 2021 to 2022 to 2023. Yeah, three years back to back that we have been doing this all the way from Gloria till now. So thank you. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I'll return. And when I return, it'll be the word of the day. Yes. What is the word for today? Smart contract. But come on, let's take this one step at a time. Let's get in the groove also. And then we can know that this weekend is surely set. Had to go all the way back for that one. Yes. So the word for the day today is smart contract like i said in my opening yeah and this is a self-executing agreement in which the terms of the contract are written into the lines of code and smart contracts use distributed ledgers like blockchain blockchain to document and validate contract transactions it's usually in a secure transparent manner without the need for oversight by central authority now, the idea of smart contracts was first proposed by computer scientist and legal scholar Nick Zabo in the mid-1990s. He envisioned a system in which contracts could be self-executing and execute themselves using computer codes to enforce the terms of the contract. Whatever you think, 
whatever you're proposing <laughs> bro very valid all you need to do is walk towards it yesterday i was on a webinar and someone was talking about how ai wasn't a thing like it wasn't a buzzword but it was a thing five years ago and people had to intentionally walk towards it and now it's the buzzword yeah so let's give this five years and let's see what we can do with this idea that's what they were saying i won't show what the idea is you know what 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 we're talking about yeah but then let's just give it five years and we're sure of where we're going to be um also yesterday the central bank of nigeria actually released a document and approved the operational guidelines to open banking in nigeria and i heard that this whole discussion of open banking actually started six years ago <laughs> so that's just to say this is mid like this is like 1900s and smart contract is a thing now yeah it wasn't until bitcoin and the widespread use of distributed ledger technology for cryptocurrencies that the concept of smart contracts really started to catch people's interests especially in industries such as finance and supply chain management yeah so one of the main advantages of smart contracts over traditional contracts is the ability to automate each step of a contract's execution when predetermined if and then the conditions are met in businesses, yeah, smart contracts are used to automate financial transactions, track the movement of goods, and verify their authenticity and ownership at each step of your supply chain. Create and manage decentralized identity and access control systems. Verify ownership of a digital or a physical asset, talking NFTs if you're talking digital assets. And then support applications that run in a decentralized blockchain environment. So an example, a supply chain manager asks their IT department to create a smart contract that documents the movement of a commodity from a supplier to the manager's warehouse. Product developers, for example, use this to write code that specifies the parties involved, the terms of the contract, and the conditions under which the contract will execute. The smart contract is developed on an Ethereum blockchain, and each party involved in the supply chain is given access to the contract's address on the blockchain. As the commodity moves through the supply chain, the smart contract documents the transaction, verifies the information recorded on the blockchain, and ensures that the conditions of the contract are being met yes if the conditions are met the smart contract executes the contract's predefined if slash then statement if any of the conditions in the contract are not met the smart contract triggers a predefined action such as alerting relevant parties or preventing the commodity from moving forward in that supply chain once the commodity reaches the supply chain manager's warehouse the contract initiates payments to the supplier automatically now what are some advantages to this now all parties involved in the supply chain have access to a secure and tamper-proof record of the transaction that ensures that the information is accurate it's up-to-date and it's also transparent if at any time during the contract execution an involved party wants to check the status of the contract they can use a client application or web interface you know to call a function on the contract that will return the data they are interested in the function call gets broadcast to the network and the requested data will be returned if the call is successful and some challenges would be i will start with the biggest one in business using smart contracts would be that there's still a lot of regulatory uncertainty around the use of smart contracts especially in the heavily regulated industries such as finance and healthcare smart contracts are designed to be tamper-proof and secure but there's still the possibility of bugs or code vulnerabilities that could be exploited by malicious actors hackers for example when there are concerns about how disputes or errors in smart contracts should be resolved there can be confusion about whether 
different geopolitical regions should apply their own traditional contract laws to those smart contracts. Yeah, this is a major issue. And in response, some jurisdictions in the United States have made efforts to provide new legal recognition for smart contracts with mixed results. So, you know the point where you sign a contract and you're like, oh, this contract will be under the traditional contract laws in so-so-so country or so-so-so country or so-so country. That's usually how it happens. But then when you now have a smart contract, you know, is it going to be based on the laws in, you know, North America or, for example, GDPR, for example, privacy, right? So are we going to use that of Europe or use that of Asia or use the regulatory frameworks that have been developed in Nigeria, for example, if you have all of these parties actually coming together to work on a smart contract together? Yeah. So that's like, I hope you learned something today. You've heard smart contract, smart contract. I hope you understand a little bit of what it is. You can search more about this, reflect on it, ask more questions. If you want, you can also send a message to us on WhatsApp. If you need more clarification on the word smart contract, voice notes, text 0913-558-1766 0913-558-1766 add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria also if you've ever used a smart contract before or if you have thought about it and you don't know how to go about it too yes we can also link you up to you know where you can find more information and also if you need persons who can help you do this that's why we're here mm-hmm so we'll move now to the juiciest and most important stories in the tech world impacting Africa for Africa by Africa. But then let's celebrate more of what today is. It's a Friday way back in Nigeria. La la le Friday. It's raining shutdowns and internet crackdown in Ethiopia. Not cats and dogs, please two years now some parts of the Tigray region in Ethiopia are still on lockdown and exactly a month to this day I think yesterday one month to yesterday Facebook Messenger TikTok Telegram YouTube were blocked it wasn't a complete internet shutdown it was a partial shutdown but no official reason has been given for blocking them up until now though it happened just you know at the point where there was this split in the popular orthodox church in the country which raised tensions in the deeply religious country and everyone amnesty international and others have called on the authorities in ethiopia to immediately leave the restrictions on several media networks that began just a month ago yeah so at that time each side had planned rival rallies as a show of strength but the demonstrations were banned and the standoff appears to have eased since then and social media content creators in ethiopia have complained that traffic is down though some people have been using vpns that's virtual private network software to access these sites the demand for vpns have also in ethiopia peaked over the last month at one point it was about three thousand percent according to london-based vpn research firm top 10 vpn Mm -hmm. internet shutdowns have been a common tactic used by the government some areas of the northern region of tigray are still experiencing a two-year conflict which you know came to an end in november but still they remain without access to the internet government supporters say that internet shutdowns are intended to curb the spread of false and inflammatory messages and to ease tensions but come on (sighs) for how long are we going to use this tactic and on the other end talking about things that are not exactly going well 
Cyclone Freddy is expected to make landfall again in Mozambique later this week after it struck Madagascar for a second time on Monday. It killed four people on the Indian Ocean island of Madagascar, bringing Freddy's death toll to 21. The storm first wreaked havoc in southeastern Africa in late February and has displaced thousands in both countries, Mozambique and Madagascar. It may just become the longest lasting storm on record as it has been spinning over the Indian Ocean for the past 32 days. And according to the World Meteorological Organization, it says that it's rare for a storm to make such a loop and it's describing it as a meteorological remarkable thing to happen. The longest storm on record is Hurricane John, also known as Typhoon John, and lasted, it lasted 31 days in 1994. Now, given that Freddie has weakened over the last 32 days, the WMO says it would take several months to evaluate whether it has broken John's record or whether it actually has the records. Meanwhile, everyone, you know, should reach out to those in Mozambique and say a prayer for them. Just a silent prayer, actually, a few seconds Yes, for those in Mozambique and for the four people that he killed in Madagascar on Monday and the about, how many? 21 that is killed so far and for the many, the thousands in both Madagascar and in Mozambique that it has displaced. We say, please take heart and we hope that hope will come to them soon. This is not to sell your weekend vibes. Oh, come on. You can actually add some, you know, sprinkling, not sprinkling, some real sauce, real good empathy sauce as you spend your weekend with whoever you choose to spend your weekend with. This is the Weekend Vibes. CBN, the central bank of Nigeria. <laughs> They've been boiling like Ronaldo since we knew them because the cash crunch issue in Nigeria now, a lot of people are pointing fingers at the CBN. I don't know why, but if you're the one who is in charge of monetary policies and money is not available, money is not available, what exactly are you policying? I mean, what police are you seeing? Yes, it's a thing in Nigeria where everyone thinks that whoever, right now it's Mephi, right? There's just a name for the guy at the top and there's a name for like the CBN and things like that. And everyone is frustrated, literally, with the current cash crunch issue in Nigeria where you have to um, pay a certain amount, a certain percentage of the Naira notes to be able to get access to them from those who are like get those monies from banks and then use like pos machines points of sales yeah to give you you know those the cash because the cash isn't available at atms across the country it's totally crippling businesses persons going to the office some offices have had to do you know more remote they've been forced into the remote work style because it's not even them now right it's not even the bossy saying oh you have to deliver and you have to deliver you know like when you're at home it's those who are working saying guy boss we're gonna deliver or we will deliver because if we don't deliver it means we're coming to work and we just want money to go to work anywhere right you most likely spend like the whole day um at an atm stand and not get in machine i mean in front like at your bank and not get any banknotes totally frustrating but then you know much ado about all of the 
wonderful things that is happening that is like negative let's talk about something quite positive from the central bank of nigeria for once the central bank of nigeria this week approved the operational guidelines to open banking in nigeria kickstarting an open banking regime in the country the guideline was released via circular by musa jimo who is the director of the CBN's Payment Systems Management Department on the 7th of March, 2023, the start of the week. And open banking regulation would usher in a transformation time for financial innovation and financial inclusion in Nigeria as a whole. Now, the release of the final guideline is a culmination of a long journey for open banking in Nigeria. And in 2017, a group of industry veterans led by Adidiji, uh, decided that Nigeria needs to lead with payments innovation and formed an open banking working group and ultimately you know that became formalized as open banking Nigeria um, and now just about how many years later we have this subsequently it, this is also important the CBN released the regulatory framework for open banking February 7 2021 which then lead the groundwork for industry committee to create you know draft of operational guidelines supporting this is the nigeria data protection regulation the ndpr which was released in 2019 as data privacy is a foundational pillar for open banking over the next few days open banking you know discussions will happen in nigeria and it will usher in a new age of financial inclusion fingers crossed and financial innovation cementing nigeria's lead as a global pioneer in payments and financial services not my words but the words of central bank of nigeria what is open banking it's a practice of enabling secure interoperability in the banking industry by allowing third-party payment service and other financial service providers to access banking transactions and other data from banks and financial institutions so proper example now i think this is this is also tied to something that was released to um that is tied to the ndpr it was also released to that's how data should be managed by the owners of the data and those who actually are using i went through that you know document and uh, well looks good you know at the surface implementation as they usually say is what we have to look out for so let me just give you an example of what and um, we should be expecting you want to get a house mortgage yeah or you want to buy a car and you don't have money to buy it right you don't clearly but then you get paid a certain amount and if you keep putting away ten thousand naira every month in five years you'll be able to own that car or that house that you you know really wish to have but then you need it like now you, you remember you've been working for for three years and it takes five years for you to get that car, that house. I've been working for three years. But then you, you don't have all of that money. You've been saving, but you don't have all of that money even in your third year. And you need that car or that house to be able to step up, like improve your living condition, right? If you keep staying, you know, you know in that place, like uh, that place where you're living, or you keep doing the public transport and all of that, you most likely spend out of that money you've been saving for three years for something around that you know extra expenses what if your provider either your mortgage or your car service provider can check your transactions for the last three years and see that for the last three years you've actually been putting every month putting ten thousand into a bank account and they can check that bank account and see that oh yes this is the bank account where you've been saving money to for three years you haven't touched it 
and it's gotten uh, an interest of maybe 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 and you haven't touched it in three years and it's not like you've been borrowing or you've borrowed. You, you have like a proper clean financial record, yeah? They can actually give you that car or pay ahead of time for that house, right? With their own money and then you move in and then you keep the job for the next two years and you can now own a house. Like, it, it's it's mind-blowing, right? It's mind-blowing. You would not... Because something else will just come like this. can't carry the money, right? Like they say, like, what if you just come? carry the money, right? It's, it's possible. But then if this if this happens, it puts you in a good condition. And you can, you know, have a calm, good mind and plan for things ahead of time. Like, ahead, ahead. Everything ahead, ahead. And this works for, for loans, for schooling. This works for car, house, uh, that's mortgage, training your children in school, getting a degree while you're working or when you're doing half a job. You know, it just works. Getting a new laptop, getting a new phone, it, it just works. And when these um, services or service providers can share these information about you, if you give them access to share this information about you, they can then recommend services also, insurance, you know, health and all of those things for you to say, yes, we've seen your spending pattern, we've seen your income um, pattern and level for the last two years, three years, five years, and we can predict that this, this, you know, if X and Y is up to X and Y, they know how to do the math and sort themselves out, yeah? So I think this is good. The next thing to consider is ensuring that data privacy is guarded, like we implemented to the teeth. Yes. And this you know, speaks to one of the discussions I had this week and I think two weeks ago. Data privacy, really, really important discussion to be had. And I hope that, you know, I think I will probably just schedule this conversation before the end of this month and ensure that we have like a proper conversation on data privacy and, you know, the possible threats, you know, to downplaying or non-implementation of this beautiful, beautiful idea by the Central Bank of Nigeria. And also, also very important is Egypt becoming the first North African shareholder in the Africa Finance Corporation, the continent's Africa's infrastructure solutions provider. And this has further gone to diversifying AFC's expanding equity investor base. As the largest North African economy, Egypt's investment leads the way for other countries and investors from the region to join the AFC's shareholders and share its platform to boost regional trade and investment opportunities. As an AFC member state, Egypt's equity commitment and its imminent representation on the AFC board of directors enhances that Pan-African corporation's spread of shareholders and also the board and management, which includes governments, development finance institutions, institutional investors. In 2022 alone, the AFC onboarded Syria loan, Democratic Republic of Congo, Cote d'Ivoire, South Africa's Public Investment Corporation, the pension funds of Mauritius and Seychelles as shareholders. And other sovereign shareholders include Ghana, Gabon, Togo, and Guinea. Now, talking about Egypt, it's not real good news because I just realized that smartphone shipments in Africa declined 16% year on year in the last quarter of 2022. And this is the sixth quarter decline we've had. Six times happening like that quarter on quarter. Consumer and vendor confidence caught by macroeconomic factors, according to analysts from IDC who have revealed that smartphone shipments in Africa has, you know, continued to the 
decline. According to one of the analysts, the mobile phone industry is now challenged by a constrained demand, even though the supply constraints that had previously been weighing on the market have started to ease off. Inflation and economic uncertainty have seriously dampened consumer spending, causing vendors to cut back drastically on shipments as their largest markets continue to struggle. This situation, by the way, is not unique to Africa alone, with smartphone shipment declining across all the major global markets in 2022. The largest decline was seen in Egypt, where shipments plunged 56.2% year-on-year in you know, the quarter due to new import regulations leading to device strategies and higher prices. Nigeria was also highlighted by the analysts, where the smartphone market declined 32.1% due to sustained inflation and shortage of US dollars in the country. And then South Africa, you know, 1.8%, you know, that was like not really bad. Transion, the owner of Techno, Ital, and Infinix had the largest market share, of course, clearly. <laughs> They've been doing that over the years. 43.4% um, due to its large portfolio of entry-level devices. Samsung is second in place with 28%. And Xiaomi, third ranking, taking 7%. And IDC predicted smartphone demand will rebound in 2023 with a growth of 3%. Considering the cash crunch in Nigeria right now, maybe not transfers, right? Because some transfers are actually, you know, transfers are like the only thing that's encouraging Nigerians to continue to move around. And inflation and, and the issues right now in South Africa, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly positive that this, you know, would actually happen. Finally, finally, before I leave you, Instagram may just be working on something that is that will serve as an alternative to Twitter, like a decentralized Twitter platform. You know, for me, it's just here and there, here and there, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just doing a lot of things. I think the market is like really choking. I think just like everyone is at this point in time going through one thing or another. It's not just for human beings. It's for companies too. It's for countries. It's just everywhere. But then remember that no matter how good or bad times are, everything comes and everything goes. So it's like uh, we're going into controversies and that's how we're going to end because this page does not support violence, clearly. But controversies, we can double into them. So Nigeria's elections, the elections for governors of states and legislators of state houses of assemblies will hold what's supposed to hold this saturday tomorrow just a few hours i was supposed to run off from here uh, before i break the border rules yeah because i'll be you know traveling interstate but then it was moved and just by a week by the way so that you know particular opposition party can inspect the machines used for the last elections which happened two weeks ago two full weeks well, it's all, it's all good. It could have happened all the all the same. Um, so the electoral party was trying to like block, you know, that um, court injunction for that opposition party to look through those machines uh, because they needed to use them and they didn't want the timing. They wanted everything to happen after they're done with all everything they're done with. But no, no, no. 
the court said no. And a lot of things have come out of this election, a lot of controversies, but I will not be going into those controversies now because we're going to dedicate a particular episode on Tony's tech side on Africa Tech Radio to discussing these controversies and what what has become of them or what will become of these controversies, yeah? And something else that's really important that we note is that a, will I say three? Yes, three Kenyan Mpesa users have sued Safaricom, Vodacom Group, and other companies, as well as two government agencies, about their fully their overdraft service, which is run by Safaricom, the NTBA, and the KCB, that's the Kenya Central Bank. The plaintiffs claim that the service is illegally using money that belongs to non-borrowing M-Pesa members, M-Pesa members, and engaging in financial businesses without being a bank or financial institution under the Banking Act. This case has been brought forward by Gichuki Waigwa. Lucy Nzola and Godfrey Okutoyi, who are now seeking 305 billion Kenyan shillings in damages for fraudulent misrepresentation material, misrepresentation, material non-disclosure of facts, illegal investment of Impesa account holders funds, predatory lending practices, and charging exorbitant interest rates. <laughs> well, as I just let you know, Safaricom, Vodacom Group, the Central Bank of Kenya, KCB, and the Communications Authority of Kenya are all in this suit. So this case actually centers around the introduction of management of M-Pesa money transfer services in Kenya. And the plaintiffs allege that the government officials involved in a project engaged in fraudulent activities to benefit themselves and their associates at the expense of Kenyan citizens. Yes, so they say that they misrepresented facts about M-Pesa's ownership structure and failed to disclose important information about its operations. This will throw open a can of worms when it comes to payment systems, and you know i just talked about that whole thing in nigeria yeah if there are no regulations in place yet for such things or more that's all i can say friday afternoon feels like heaven according to el fuego that's the same thing i say here i'll return on monday 9 a.m west african time with more of me it's a weekend vibe yes that's what we're doing Today, this week, for the rest of this month, continue to celebrate all the women in your life, all the women that make you know your life a better place, a better thing. You make you a better person and make the world around us, you know, a lot more better. Thank you very much for staying on Tony's Tech Side. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you. Keep follow all our social media handles at Africa Tech Radio on Twitter and on Facebook and at A Tech Radio on Instagram. We have a report on AI technologies and human rights in Africa on the website, the reports and research parts of the website. Download the reports, read and send us a message. Tell, send us your feedback. We would really appreciate them. If there's anything you want to promote, anything, just reach out to us. Anything tech at all. Anything you think we should talk about. Share this episode also. Very important. And all other episodes. I'll see you in a bit. Happy weekend. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.